Hi, I'm Emmanuel Beridi. I'm the co-founder of uh, Hey Crowd, and uh, you're listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp, and you know that I go around uh, the world looking for uh, interesting startup founders, entrepreneurs, uh, people that can really help us with our uh, endeavors, whether you're working yourself for a startup, whether you want to do a startup, or whether you uh, are just interested in hearing uh, what the community is all about. Now, I've got an exceptionally good guest. First of all, he is uh, in Rotterdam, so it's great to get... Uh, uh, you know, some exposure uh, for Europe rather than focusing too much on uh, America. And also, uh, he is the chairman of uh, StartupFoundation.co. So I want you to pause the podcast right now and just quickly go to this website. I think you'll find it fascinating. It's StartupFoundation.co. And you'll see uh, uh, my guest and his, um, well, all, all the uh, information on there. His name is Leon Pals, and he's the chairman of uh, StartupFoundation.co. And he's also got a number of his other startups. So I want to, first of all, Leon, welcome you to uh, the App Guy podcast. Thank you. What well, first of all, I have to say, what can you tell us a little bit about the Startup Foundation because it's fascinating. You're the chairman. It's a non-for-profit organization. It's it's obviously had a really big recent hit on uh, Product Hunt. So we'd love to know uh, what it is and uh, how it can help us. Yeah, so uh, you might call it a grassroots initiative, bottom up. We started in 2012 with a group of people. We were sick and tired that we had to travel to another city to attend startup events. Uh, there was nothing happening in Rotterdam. And we organized our first event. And we had this foundation just purely to handle any money that was involved. Um, so we, we weren't an, planning any, to do anything with it. Uh, but the event was pretty successful. We got in the Dutch Financial Times, uh, Business News Radio, like these major outlets in the Netherlands. And we already sold out our second event before the first event was finished. Um, so we did a couple of these events, founders and innovative people just like us. They said, okay, this is nice, but now what, right? We did this workshop and now there's nothing else for like three, four months. Um, because that was when we would have the second event planned. Uh, so we started doing meetups, um, and at those meetups, we did the once a month. People came to us and they said, okay, now what? You know, it's like, it's once a month. Can't you do something weekly? Um, and then we weren't confident to do that because it was a small group of people still. Um, but also there were also people coming to us and they said, hey, what about uh, an office space? Because we could use some. Uh, we were already experimenting with a small office space, sharing with another startup. Um, and then in 2013, we started this journey to create our own office space. By the end of 2013, we had it. And we've had it now for over a year. Um, and in, in the whole time frame, uh, slowly but surely, we got asked to go abroad and do workshops in the UK, Belgium, um, and in Cyprus and Estonia. So we've been across Europe doing workshops. And um, since recently, we've actually uh, built something with with uh, we can help like connect founders globally. Uh, that's hashtag startup.co. 
First, Leon, I have to say, this is just a genius idea. Yeah. And no, it's no. inspirational. It's inspirational for everybody listening right now. You know, you guys, you were just a small group. You did your first meetup. You organized a non-for-profit because to handle the uh, admission uh, money. And it just blew up. And from there, it's been a wonderful journey. And I think it's so inspiring. Uh, how many people were at that first event? By Do you, do you remember? We had 60 attendees and about... Uh, 20 to 30 coaches, organization, uh, press. So there was about close to 100 people in the end. So the, 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 the venues couldn't handle more than 100 people. So it wasn't that huge, but for our city where nothing startup-related happened, it was like this, you know, it was a national event actually just taking place in our city. And how did you promote it then initially? Because, uh, again, a lot of people are in your position you were in 2012. They haven't really got, you know, a lot of p- things going for them. They're at the start of their journey. And here you were in 2012. How did you promote the event? And I know you said you were quite lucky to get into the papers, but did you have any particular strategy? No, we had. So the, we had an awesome team. That's basically all there is to it. There were some organizations that did something for startups. Uh, but they were all vertical. So you'd have like um, a, <laughs> a durable products incubator uh, and uh, an organization that did startup kind of events for students. But there was nothing that where anyone could go to because I, I wasn't a student anymore and I wasn't interested in, interested in doing a product that is durable per se, right, or a physical product. Um, so, so for me, it was just a personal like issue that I, I, I had to go to Amsterdam, but there were also other people on my team. Like we had an amazing starting team and, um, there were some truly inspirational people in that team as well. And so somehow we, we, we hustled, we went to Amsterdam, uh, we went to meetups, we went basically everywhere to promote this event and I think the element that also made it a success is that we, we planned to do, we set out to do a startup weekend uh, in uh, Rotterdam for, the, for the, that first event, uh, but we ended up doing a Lean Startup machine. Uh, so that was the first Lean Startup workshop in Europe mainland. So it, they were happening in London, but for the rest of Europe, they had never had the opportunity to attend the Lean Startup workshop. So we at the first event, we had actually people from across Europe as well, Germany, Belgium, uh, they came from all across. And so really what you're saying is that there was a crying need for your uh, the, this startup foundation locally and uh, it just saved you going all the way to Amsterdam. I mean, it's the same here in the UK and I'm sure it's the same everywhere that people are listening, that there is just a lack of uh, startup stuff going on unless you're living in you know London, the Silicon Valley, uh, New York and and so you took it your own initiative and it worked out really well uh, well what is a work what is it what is a workshop uh, actually help how does it help people what do you do on a workshop so we give people hands-on experience with uh business model canvas a customer development lean startup but we also give presentations on effectuation um and and tons of other stuff we we try to make them engaging and you know the thing is there's a lot of content online and there's a lot of books that you can read as a founder. But I think the true value of these workshops is that we actually challenge you to do something with it. And at the end of the weekend, you've put these uh, methodologies to the test. You've applied them to your business case and you see the value 
of those methodologies. And you either validate your business idea or you don't. That's not really the point of the weekend. The point of the weekend is that you, for the first time, you're actually putting to use with guidance. Um, and a lot of the workshops and talks that I do, I, I ask people who here learns how to ride a bike and everybody raises their hand and I ask them, Did, you know, who here learned that by reading a book? And they all laugh, but that's, you know, everybody thinks as long as I master the content and, and, and read the books and know what I'm talking about, I'll be fine. Uh, but that's not how it works, right? It, it, it'll Leon, I have to say that metaphor of riding a bike is just so timely. I literally just have watched a YouTube video of uh, how to teach your kid to ride a bike. And it was just such a great life hack. I'd never thought to take the pedals off and let them balance and glide down a hill. But, uh, uh, you know, so yeah, you're right. Content is uh, everywhere, but it's supplying it and uh, get, getting to the right and especially, content. Especially with something, you know, like Lean Startup, on itself is, is hyped enough as it is and, and everybody talks about it and corporates talk about it that they, they're, they're going to implement it and that they're very innovative and that they, you know, they master this stuff. But then when you actually get to work with them, often, more often than not, it's like, you know, you still need to push them over the edge. It's like you're, you're not really trying. Um, and that's, it's, it's, it's a very interesting field to be active in. And this is so pre-hashtag startup and the mailing list and the, the new product that we're working on, it's, it's all, most of it, it's basically all workshops and talks that we did and then the meetups and they're all event-based. So it's not really scalable. Uh, but this is, you know, it, it is fun to do and uh, to actually work with people. And, and we will we'll continue to do that. I just came off a call with uh, another workshop that we're planning in uh, the UK and um, uh, you know it gets me across Europe uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll do that in, in the rest of the world as well. Uh, yeah again it's like really uh, interesting because I mean it's kept me going for a few years doing this uh, podcast show and uh, interviewing startup founders so it's a fascinating you know field and one that is just limitless for learning. Uh, so did you start hashtag startups in a workshop? Was that an idea that was generated within a workshop and no, you, you, hash, you hashed it out over a weekend? So um, like I said, we started in Rotterdam and we wanted to change a specific element in our city, namely not enough started events and who the people were that were into this in our city. And once we got abroad to do workshops, we actually saw the same ideas popping up on in different locations. So we would be in the UK doing a workshop, and they would like the people there would uh, come up with a concept where like customers or consumers would be able to have a, a video call on an app with their physiotherapist. Right? It's it's like it's a nice nice idea. Um, but then we got to Cyprus, and there's uh, a team that has somewhat the same idea, right? And this kind of example is what we noticed. And also, we, we learned a lot from going abroad, you know, going across Europe and to, into all these startup hubs. Um, and we got a little bit frustrated with cities that claim that they are the next Silicon Valley. Um, and we started thinking about this. And... And we actually believe that there is, you know, it's not important. The location itself is not per se that important. 
it's it's a certain kind of culture that makes Silicon Valley so successful. It's uh, startup founders that have become successful and that decide to reinvest their wealth into the community. It's paying it forward. It's knowledge sharing. It's all those kind of elements that make Silicon Valley successful. And we don't see it in in you know across the rest of the world. We don't see enough of that in uh, the Netherlands, for example, or the UK, or all these other countries. And there's also not that interconnected. So in the States, when, when you're on the East Coast, you, you might know a lot of people on the West Coast. And you might actually fly across a couple of times a year. Right? And here, we don't even know what's happening in, in the next country, and we can drive there. And that's, it's very crazy. So we, we actually had a hashtag started. It was a Slack channel for our own uh, organization. We have volunteers. We have volunteers in the, in the States, in Europe. Uh, most of them are from the Netherlands, but they come from everywhere. And we use the Slack channel to stay in touch with them. And we're currently working on a product. And uh, the idea for the product was to build a tool that would allow founders to like get in touch with each other and give like enable a kind of peer-to-peer -peer support. So they they would coach each other and they would help each other out to become more successful. Whereas in most organizations, you would see they have a lot of mentors and coaches, um, a kind of top-down um, principle. We actually have at the the incubator that we run. All the founders, they coach each other because one has experience in field A and can coach another startup in that field and vice versa. Um, I'm rambling a little bit right now. <laughs> uh, Leon, this is just uh, fascinating listening to you because uh, in a way, it's uh, again that kind of ethos of helping each other out in the community. I've often found approaching all the startups that you know the, the CEOs, the founders are always happy to give back, give uh, me an interview. Uh, no one has ever uh, asked me, you know, for uh, maybe one guy I won't mention his name, but no one's ever asked me for money, uh, you know, like um, payment for their time. They just give it for, give it back, as you say, and pay it forward and. Uh, that's what I love about this community. So how can people get involved in the hashtag startups? You mentioned volunteers. Yes. Yeah, so, so no, hashtag startup, uh, I'll quickly finish the story is that we had this Slack channel for internal use. And um, we, we thought, we, we discovered that people were using it across the world, like as a community tool. And then we discovered slackchats.com where you could post like, uh, just like Hacker News or Product Hunt, you could post your uh, Slack chat like your community on Slack. And I just did that. And the same day they were number one um, on Product Hunt. And we kind of grew from there. And a lot of people liked that we opened up our Slack channel, uh, which had a couple of volunteers and a couple of community leaders from across Europe in there. Um, and that, it, it kind of blew up from there. So, and people can still join. I mean, we have people joining every day. If they go to hashtag startup.co, uh, just spelled out hashtag startup.co or they go to the startupfoundation.co website they can find the link as well um, they can apply to to join that community uh, I also have to uh, commend you on the use of .co because that's uh, what I used for the app guy and uh, people were saying what do you want .co for it's like .columbia and I was like no no it's the new it's the new thing for startups and uh, oh, I don't even yeah. explain it's like it's, it's <laughs> the thing is we have it for startup foundations so i thought it would be smart i think the dot com was already taken for the hashtag startup 
Um, so I just went with the .co, and I, I mean, it's like it's. I think it looks nice, uh, and we also like you know it. It also looks like uh, a collaboration, like co-op. It's like uh, and co. You know, it's like a community feeling. I think that you get from it once you. But this is, you know, th- there hasn't been like a real thought behind it. It's like no, that's a well, it's a shame because I've got .co and I've uh, invested heavily in .co. So I mean, I. Uh, but the, the the real thing I wanted to drill down on is the uh, you talked about product hunt and you've had a lot of success. That's how we connected initially, and then I uh, managed to get one of my past guests to get uh, introduced to you, and uh, I would love to know that those those days that you were on product hunt i think it could help a lot of the listeners the apps the tribe listening to this so could you talk through just the whole experience of of suddenly appearing on product hunt and what it meant for your business so for for hashtag startup.go we we both are (laughs) this is so it's a funny story actually we were talking about it at the office the incubator we run and and just a couple of people, we were discussing communities on Slack. And this one guy sends me a note afterwards on Facebook. He says, check out slackchats.com. You can see more of these communities. So I saw that, and I, it, was, it was a new site. And it was like, it didn't look very popular, this site. You know, it didn't look like it would have thousands of visitors. It just looked like a simple site, a new site. So I thought, why not post our Slack channel there? And that people can email me if they want access. Uh, so I, that they actually were Slackchats.com was number one on Product Hunt that day. I didn't know that. Um, so I received 300 emails from people seeing Slackchats.com, going to Slackchats.com, seeing as being their number one on Slackchats.com, and with 300 emails, uh, eventually we, that turned into 200 new members. Um, and, and a couple of those new members actually told me, hey, this, you should post this on uh, Product Hunt. And I was like, nah, not, not very sure. Uh, but t- thought about it a couple of days. And, you know, because it was a service, it's like, hey, you can join us on the Slack channel and we'll, we'll talk about startups. Uh, so I thought it's not really a real product, right? Um, but someone said, well, you can make a landing page for it and it could be like a really big community. And I said, okay, we'll create a landing page and we'll see. And I actually wanted to post it on Battle List first. Um, so I submitted it, but we had to wait a couple of days. Um, and then I showed it to uh, an acquaintance of mine who was on the, 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 the Slack group, uh, Bram Kanstein. He's, he's an avid product hunter as well. And he was like, this looks awesome. I'm posting it tomorrow. And I said, oh, okay, why not? You know, just go with it. Sure. Um, <laughs> so uh, and then the next morning I woke up then and he already posted it. But he also posted on Hacker News and read it. Uh, so we were actually number one on, on Hacker News for three solid hours. So that was also refers a lot of traffic. Uh, but in the end, it didn't refer nearly that much traffic as product hunts because we had, I mean, after two days, we had 1,500 applications and we had experimented with, with payment as well. So payment was optional uh, back then. And we had 1,500 applicants and roughly 13% of them choose to donate uh, the fee. 
Uh, so this was, you know, we just made like, what was it? And I'm not sure. It was like uh, one and a half thousand euros in total, just from one day on or two days on product hunt. Um, and uh, so you know, I'll put, I'll, I will actually put a link in the show notes. People should definitely check it out. If you haven't come across uh, product hunt, uh, I use the app. Uh, the website is very good as well. And it's where new products uh, services get voted up or down by the community. And it's highly active, as you, as you say. And literally, so, so you have the ability, Leon, to be in the right place at the right time. We had uh, this is a theme, you know. You started your foundation, startup foundation, right place, right time. You, 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 the, what you're the saying hunt. sounds nice, but what people should really get from this is that you should listen to your potential customers, right? So I have I have the ability to put myself in a position where where people come up to me and talk to me about what they want. <laughs> that that's basically it because. We, we did the first event just to scratch your own itch. So that also makes it easier because I am the target audience and the target audience is like me. Um, so we did that event and people came up to us and said, hey, and now what? We want something recurring. Okay, we did the meetups. And then we did the co-working space. And so we had the Slack channel just for internal use. But then people told me, you know what? You know, it's, it's part being lucky and part listening to your potential customers. I mean, we created the, the landing page and, and they put it up on, uh, uh, on the product hunt. Um, and, and that's also the, the benefit to us. And that's just a, us, again, being lucky is that they have the same target audience as us, right? Innovators and people that are interested in, in, in new things. So we had the, all those applications. I mean, to date, we made, you know, we have over 2,000 members right now. Um, over, I think, close to 800 of them are paid members. Uh, so in the beginning, it was optional, and 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 uh, a while ago, we made it. We made the donation mandatory because we were just not going to check each and every single application anymore by hand. Um, and then we used those funds to build the next big product that we're going to launch. Um, and that's that's been amazing. You know, we we as a foundation, we actually got offered uh, seed funding to build our product, but that would mean that we would have to incorporate, uh, or at least for that product, uh, to give out some equity. And right now, we've we've received more than that seed funding. Uh, so, you know, we we kind of don't have to incorporate. We kind of don't have to sell out or give out equity. Um, so we can we, we can stay a nonprofit. The lovely theme, which is not only a theme from this episode, uh, but is a theme for my overall show, is the theme of listening to your customers. And many of the app entrepreneurs, the developers, the startup founders we've talked to have done exactly the same thing. They have feedback. They listen to it. They organize hangouts with their clients or users and you're just re reinforced how important that is so everyone listening right now the apps to try please do build something and listen to people that use it because it, it can lead you down the path that leon has uh, which is ultimately success and so uh, there's two more things that we need to do leon actually on the show before we say goodbye to you uh, one is that we love to try and think of new ideas and you must be a very uh, <laughs> ideas man 
if you have an idea you're willing to share with us, um, that's great. You, we can talk about it. If not, then I'd love to talk about potential pain points in your business and maybe we can flesh out an idea for an app. But do you have an idea for an app that you uh, yeah, are willing so to share? We're working on um, uh, providing a tool to um, enable founders uh, giving each other peer-to-peer feedback and, and guidance. And um, that's actually what we're already working on. It's, it's not, probably not going to be a mobile app. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, a web application or it's, yeah, some kind of network. Um, but it might be a little bit too comprehensive uh, as we're still working on it. And it's, 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 it's a big thing. So basically uh, so leon i love how you're whispering now because it's almost like uh, we're not i'm not sure if we're supposed to be talking about this or if you're letting the cat out of the bag no but, yeah, so, uh, it feels like you know, we can definitely talk about it because it's it, it's if you go to the website start of finishing a code there's also a header dot there's a link to net and that's like the code name we've got a landing page up uh it's about collecting your startups informations uh, information and changes so you you gather your value proposition, put it in there. But the moment it changes, you enter it again and you tell us or you tell the system why it changed, right? So you could see it as a business model canvas digitally, but also with version history and why those changes were made. Add commenting to that and any founder or any investor or any coach or even consumers could jump into your startup profile and see why you've made certain changes and instantly have a better overview of where you stand as a startup. Because right now in accelerators, uh, startups send their investors or their coaches a memo every week. Hey, this is what we've done. These are the changes we've made and etc. Right. But if you're a coach or an investor, you don't have you're probably not aware of what's happened ever since the, the, the beginning weeks or months ago of that started. So it, we're basically providing a, a progress report. Uh, and not, to, you know, the, 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 the value in that is that a startup can easily generate a report for their investors and coaches. But the real value is that other founders will be able to jump in and get a better understanding of your company uh, and be able to better guide you or help you out. Or get right. You so it's a very transparent uh, reporting system for startups. And and that's like that's really open. I mean, that's invaluable, isn't it? Just uh, literally, I was reading a uh, blog post about the impact of Product Hunt for uh, another uh, startup founder. And it was just fascinating reading you know, and I, I actually have on my own uh, website uh, app developers posting their downloads and the, their launch week and what works, what doesn't. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's this is just incredibly important and, and absolutely invaluable advice uh, to be published and, and being transparent. So I commend you on this great idea. And so anyone who is listening to this, I guess, if you, can, can people get involved in that project? They can be come launching customers or they could be. So the thing is, we, we still need to actively develop it. Uh, so we'd be interested in that as well. 
Um, but I think we already have uh, a team that, that's going to develop it. So I'm not sure if, if people should jump on email and, and send me their quotes. But uh, it's like, <laughs> you know, we, we, we're looking for beta testers. So if they go to startupfoundation.net and, and, uh, and then hit net, that link, they can uh, put their email on the list or they could get in touch with me if they want to actively like uh, uh, beta test it out. Um, yeah, yeah. We're gonna give uh, we'll give, give you your contact details out at the end. There's one more thing, and this is the App Guy podcast. So we love talking about apps, and I'm sure that you must have a smartphone somewhere within reach. Maybe you're even using it. And uh, would you be able to give us one or two apps that you use for your business or personal life that you think would be a good recommendation to us? Maybe something you possibly haven't heard about. Ooh, that's difficult. I mean, uh, I was going well, to shout Slack, yeah. obviously. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you'd you'd be the first person. I don't think anyone's recommended the app Slack. Slack is amazing. It's, but I think most people already. So for me, I think two apps are the most used apps in my day to day office life, and that's Slack and the music app on like the, the iTunes app on my iPhone. So I play a lot of music and I listen to Slack, um, and then the rest I do on my computer. Um, wait, you know, calendar and stuff like that. I, I'm, I must be honest. Uh, you're, you're going to hate me for this, but I hate apps. <laughs> so it's like I don't I'm glad you left that to the end, Leon. <laughs> I really hate apps, but it's like I'm not that kind of guy that has a hundred apps on his phone. I can count them right now. It's twelve. Well, another 24, so it's 36 plus another 24. So there's like 50 apps on my phone. That's it. Um, I mean, that's, that's a reasonable amount. And uh, you've mentioned two. So if people um, will, I guess, well, I mean, iTunes is the default one for the iPhone. So, But if you go to uh, theappguy.co and you'll, I'll put a link to uh, Slack. And actually, I'll put a link to the Product Hunt, which is one of my most used apps on my phone. Um, how, how could people best... I mean, you've been so inspirational, Leon. Seriously, it's been a wonderful journey getting to hear about how it starts and uh, how can people best reach out to you and connect with you? They can email me on leon at startupfoundation.co or Twitter. I'd actually be quicker to respond on Twitter as it's super easy to do and everything in my inbox will probably get lost. Uh, (laughs) So Twitter is at leonpulse. Great. Uh, thank um, you yeah. for uh, for having me, by the way. Well, Leon, thank you for joining us on the App Guide podcast. It has, as I say, been a wonderful journey. All the best for uh, you in the startup community. And let us know if there's anything we can do to help in our community.